The following shear has been presented by Rav Yosef Greenwald, Dayan at the Beis Havad of Yerushalayim, and is brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. The center can be reached for halachic services, consultations, and shilas at 888-485-VAAD or at thehalachacenter.org. In Parashas Chukas, the Torah relates that the Jews became weary of their journeys through the desert, they complained about Hashem and Moshe. They said, Why did you take us out of Egypt to die in the desert? There's no bread, there's no water. We're sick of the man. Hashem punished them by sending serpents. The snakes bit and killed many Jews. The people said, Chatanu, we have sinned. Kidibarnu Vashem Vavach, his palel Hashem, Biaser Meelenu Asanachash, please pray to Hashem that he should remove these snakes. Moshe did so by his palel Moshe Ba'adha'am. Hashem said, Hashem acceded to their tshuva, to the prayer, he said, Aselacha Saraf, make an artificial snake, the Simo Soalmes, place it on a pole, the Hayah Kalanashuch Vrao Sovachai. Anyone bitten by a flesh and blood snake, We'll see this artificial snake and we'll live. Moshe did so. When a snake bit a person, he bit El He would gaze at the copper snake, and he would live. Many of the famous artifacts in the Torah, the Aron, the other vessels of a Mishkan, the Luchos, we don't know with certainty their eventual fate, what happened to them. The Nechash Nechoshes, the copper snake made by Moshe, is an exception. The Tanakh records exactly what happened to it. 500 years later, in the time of King Chizkiah, Sefer Malachim, the Navi relates, Chizkiah was a zealous campaigner against Avodah He eradicated Avodah wherever he found it. Hu Heisiris HaBamos, he removed the Bamos, Vishibaras HaMatevos, and he broke down Matevos, Vacharas HaSha'era, he cut down the Asherah, the Avodazara trees. V'chitas nechash ha-nechoshes asher Moshe. And he pulverized, he destroyed the copper serpent made by Moshe. Why? Ki ad hayamim ha-hema, until that time, hayuvnei Yisrael mekatrimlo. They were offering incense to it. They were apparently worshipping it as Avodazara. V'ikralo nechoshtan. So Chizkiah felt compelled to destroy. The Mishnin Tzachim, Brisa, according to some Gersos, says that Chizkiah did six noteworthy things. Shishadvaramasa Chizkiah, Amelach, three the Chachamim endorsed, Hodulo, three they did not endorse. One of the three that they did endorse was Kitas Nechash Nechoshes. He destroyed the copper serpent, the Hodulo. The Chachamim endorsed what he had done. Why did he destroy it? Rashi says, The Jews were being led astray, they were sinning, apparently by worshipping the copper serpent. There is a curious Midrash, Agadas Bereshis, that brings a somewhat different account of what happened. Midrash says that the snake was preserved by Klal Yisrael for 500 years, until Chizkiah's time, and it continued to be effective. The snake was originally made so people who were bit by the serpents in the Midbar would gaze at the snake and live, and that continued to, to work. Whenever a person was bitten by a snake, he would be mistakelbo, he would gaze at the copper serpent, and he would be healed. Until Chizkiah had a problem with that. Chizkiah saw that people were zonim acharav, and he said, Achshav, kol mishu tzarech rapus. anyone who needs a refuah, yeholech etzel zem, aniach ezekadosh baruchu. 
He won't uh, turn to a Baruch Hu, he'll just utilize the, the copper snake. Therefore, Chizkiah got rid of it. People complained. They said, Ma Taosa, what are you doing? What nerve? How, how dare you? Masha Moshe at Soser. What Moshe fashioned, you are destroying. Chizkiah said, don't worry. Call me Shetzarech Lisrapos, anyone who needs a Rafua. You don't need copper snakes. You can just gaze at a Baruch Hu, rely on a Baruch Hu, turn to a Baruch Hu, the Yisrape, and you will be healed. The Midrash seems to be saying the problem wasn't necessarily of Odezara. The problem was instead of having Bitachon, instead of turning to Hashem, the Eistara, when they had an ailment, they would just utilize the copper snake. This is reminiscent of the way some Rishonim understand another one of Chizkiah's three three good things that were endorsed by the Chachamim. It says also, Gun has a Sefer HaRafuos. He hid the Book of Rafuos. What is the Sefer HaRafuos and why did he hide it? Some Rishonim learn it was a, it was an ordinary medical book, a very good medical book apparently. It had uh, authentic, legitimate medical knowledge. So why did Chizkiah hide it? Because people, instead of turning to a Baruch when they were sick, they simply cured themselves by by, by reading the Sefer Rafuos, Chizkiah thought that was not appropriate, so Chizkiah hid the Sefer Rafuos. Ramban is vehement in his denunciation of this pshat. He says it's stupid and ridiculous, and chas b'shalom to say Chizkiah would have, would have done such a ridiculous thing, he says. He says, using the Sefer Rafuos to heal yourself when sick is no different from using bread to heal yourself from the holy of hunger, he says. Hashem gave us resources, he gave us opportunities, and and it's perfectly legitimate to use them. Of course, we recognize Hashem gave us the bread to satiate our hunger, and Hashem gave us the refuah to cure our illness. There's nothing wrong with the Sefer Rafuos, with uh, with that kind of Sefer Rafuos, and therefore the Rambam explains the Sefer Rafuos to meaning books of forbidden knowledge, dangerous knowledge, poisons, or occult remedies. But other we shall learn that uh, it, was, you know, it, was, it was illegitimate medical work, and Chizkiah still hit it because people weren't having sufficient bitachon in Hashem, and that seems to be how the, the Agadah's Bereshus understands Chizkiah, that people were turning to Hashem, not turning away from Hashem, and instead turning to the snake. It's hard to square that with the Psukim, which clearly indicate the problem was of Odezara. It listed along with Bamos and Matevos and Asherah, and says they offered incense to it. Maybe that's really what the Midrash means, they were turning away from Rakosh Baruch Hu and worshipping the snake. In any event, the the the, the, the Pashat is that the snake was an Avodah it had become an Avodah and that's why Chizkiah destroyed it. Nevertheless, it was a remarkably bold step to destroy an ancient artifact, 500 years old, fashioned by Moshe Rabbeinu himself, on a tzivui from Akash Baruch himself, to have the, the boldness to destroy that. And the Gemara in Chulun makes this point. The Gemara in Chulun says, it begins with an episode that Rabbi Yeshua ben Zaraz ben Chamav Shel Rabbi Meir testified once to Rabbi about Rabbi Meir that he ate Ola Shel Yarek, he ate a vegetable, from Beis Sha'an, from the city of Beis Sha'an, and he didn't take Meiser, Rashi explains. So based on that, the mayor apparently held Beis Sha'an was Potter for Meiser. Based on that, hit to Rebbe at Beis Sha'an Kula. Rebbe said, okay, we have a Masa Rav, that Beis Sha'an, vegetables from Beis Sha'an, are not Chayev and Meiser. Rashi explains what the issue was, that it was, that rep, that, that apparently, apparently it was considered Chutzlarts, and even, even, and, and, and Meiser dug, Meiser Yarak, even there to Israel is Drabanan, so in Chutzlarts, they weren't gozer. The point is, based on the edus of Rabbi Shua ben Zaraz in the name of Rabbi Meir, that, that Rabbi concluded that, that vegetables of Veshaan were not chayav and meiser, could be eaten without meiser. So the Gemara says that Rabbi's colleagues were very unhappy. Rabbi's family was very unhappy. It says, Achiv, Aviv. They said, 
How could you? How dare you? Our ancestral tradition, our parents, our grandparents, all treated Beit Sha'an, its, its vegetables as being usser. Who do you think you are? That, that, that you know better than all our uh, revered ancestors. Rebbe said, I can see that our ancestors were great men. <coughs> Nevertheless, I have the right to to adopt my own position. And he brought this pasuk. That Chizkia destroyed the copper snake. Who did Chizkia think he was? These were the great tzaddikim, his predecessors among the righteous Malcha Yehuda. They also destroyed Avodah They didn't destroy the snake. You could say that the problem of the Avodah happened later, but apparently the Gemara is assuming that this Makatram law was a long-standing problem, and they didn't destroy the snake. They destroyed all Avodah So what do you think you're doing? You know better than them? Ella, the Gemara says, a famous principle... His ancestors left him room for improvement, to make his mark, to do something new. Rashi says that uh, if, not, if, if they couldn't do anything new, if the later generations have nothing new to do, but how would they increase their reputation? Difficult Rashi to understand. It's about reputation. Isn't it about doing the right thing? But regardless, the Gemara says his principle that Chizkia could say, even though my revered ancestors didn't do this, they left me room for me to do something. This is this, this was left to me to do. So here too, Rebbe said, Afani, my ancestors were great people. Nevertheless, that uh, Rashi says it means that my ancestors left me left me room to do uh, to do something new, even though it's different from what they were doing. There is a similar Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara talks about the Gemara, the Gemara talks about Yoshiyahu. It says that he also he also got rid of uh, he also got rid of Avodah So it says that Yoshio, just like Asin Yoshafa, just like Hiskia. So Yoshiyahu, it says that's a bamos asher al pnei Yerushalayim mishemimin laharamashkes the certain bamos asher banah Shlomo Melech Yisrael that Shlomo way back in the time of Shlomo he had built these bamos for Avodah Zarah laashtores she could see donim and the pasuk goes on to chmos she could moav to different Avodah Zaras. Ulamilkom, to Avas Amon, all these various of Adizaras, Timei HaMelech, Yoshiyahu, was Metamei them. So the Gemara, the Gemara is trying to prove Shlomo didn't actually build Avodizara, build Bamas for Avodizara. So it says, how can we read this Pasuk at face value? Do you really think that Yoshiyahu destroyed Bamas that Shlomo built for Avodizara? How can that be? Asa, Asa didn't destroy them. Yoshafat, Yoshafat didn't destroy them. Ad Sheba Yoshiyahu Biram, Yoshio destroyed them. All the Vodazars were destroyed by Asin Yoshafat. So the Gemara says, therefore, Makish Rishadim Lachronim, the, just like Yoshio didn't really do it, it didn't never happen, we just give him credit for it because he destroyed other Vodazar, he did other good things that were good. After Rishadim Lawasu, Shlomo didn't do it either, but Taliban Lignai, it wasn't really Shlomo who did it. It was, uh, he didn't, he didn't protest his wives doing it. I'll call upon him, the Gemara says, it's inconceivable that Yoshio would have taken this action of destroying Avodazara if his revered ancestors, Asim Yoshafa, didn't do it. So Tosfus and later, later Mepharshim point out that these Gemaras draw two different conclusions. Both Gemaras ask that how can Yoshio or Chizkiah do, do Avodazara eradication that wasn't done by earlier generations? The Gemara in Hulan says, about Chizkiah, Mokum Hinichula, Avosev Lizgadir, the Gemara and Shabbos doesn't think of that terrorist. The Gemara and Shabbos is not willing to say that terrorist. What's the difference? Tetosis and Chulin and Shabbos says the difference is 
that the only time you can say Makam Nikolal is Gadar is you can't learn Kipshuto that that this was a deliberate decision by the ancestors to leave over some of Odizara so Chiski and Yoshio could have their chance. How can you leave a Vodazara because you want to give your children a chance to do their thing? If it's a Vodazara, you have to get rid of it. You can't leave it for your descendants. Satosa says the only time, the, the only pshat in Makam and Ichalol is, we, is where we can find a plausible justification for why the early ones didn't do it. They had a Svara, they had a Shita, why they couldn't do it. So when it came to the Nechash and Nechoshes, we understand. Asin Yoshafa didn't want to destroy it because they thought, even if it's a Vodazara, but they thought that uh, how can we destroy it? They, they thought Asir Lavaro because it was made up a Dibur. How can we lay a hand on something made based on Hashem's Tzivoy? So that's why it's possible to say, Makam that that's how Hashem ran the world, that they made a mistake, and it was left for me to realize the truth, that even though it was made up a Dibur, we have to destroy it. But Shlomo's Bamaf, if Shlomo really made Bamaf for Abba how can it possibly be that, uh, that that they wouldn't have destroyed it? There is no room for Makam and therefore we can't, uh, therefore it's not possible. We have to have a different tarot, as the Imar and Shabbos says. The Maral, the Maral in his beer of the Agados, the Maral says it a little differently. He says that, he also explains that, that we have to say that they had a Svara for not destroying it. The way he says it, he says that Mitzad, the Isser of Nevad, that was, that was made for Avodah he says, was worshipped as Avodah He says, you can't ask her Dabr Shaina Shalom. If someone, if, if some, if someone, uh, if someone bows down to someone's house, he can't ask her the house. So he says, Moshe made the, the Nechash Nechoshes for legitimate reasons. Hashem. Some Jews made the mistake of worshipping it. It's not theirs. I don't know whose it was exactly in later generations. They had no right to answer it. So that's why they held that it doesn't have a din of Odezar. We don't have to answer it. Nevertheless, they were wrong because Lahasra uh, Michshel. Even if it's not a din of Odezar, it was a Michshel. People were worshipping it. And therefore it had to be destroyed. So that's the Mokom Nechul Avosa of Liz Gadr. Akronim give other explanations. I'll call upon him. This is the Famous principle that sometimes a later, a later Talmud Chacham can say, I, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. This is my position. Even though earlier generations did not hold this position. That my, my ancestors, earlier Duras didn't do this, but I think this is right. And I'm going to do this even though earlier Duras didn't do this. Even though Gedolim and Kedoshim and Tzadikim didn't do this, I'm going to do it. This was the subject of a very interesting debate between Rav Shlomo Yehuda Tabak, the author of the Erech Shai and the Chura Shai in the 19th century, and the Satmarov, the Divrei Yoel in the 20th century. The question was, when you build an Ezra Snashim, a woman's section in a shul, do you have to build it in such a way that the women can't really see the men? The men certainly shouldn't see the women. That's what they held, at least. And the question is, should you build it in such a way that the women can't see the men? So Rav Tabak and his Chura Shai, he says, you really should build the Ezra Snashim in such a way that the women can't see the men. I don't know if he means they shouldn't see their faces, they shouldn't see them at all. He talks about what direction you put it in, on the side or on the back, but the women shouldn't be able to gaze at the men. The Rav Taba concedes, He concedes it's not the men. Earlier, Doros weren't machbun on this. He brings Rias, that there is an Isaristaklus for women, clape men. And therefore he says, even though I concede earlier Doros were not uh, strict about this, nevertheless, the Gemara and Chulim says, V'chitas nechash ha'nechoshes, makum hinichuli avose le'ezgadirbo, I feel this also is appropriate, we should be more meticulous, stricter about estaklus by women of men, that's also something we should be strict about, despite the fact that earlier Doros were not Machmed. The Satmarov and Divrei Yoel 
reject this strongly. Ironically, this is his famous Chuvan Mechitza, where he's actually coming to be stricter about Mechitza than Ramosha. But in this point, he says that this point, that women shouldn't look at men, he argues at length against the position of Rav Tabak. And he says, Ein la'achmer bazeh, because the minog was, they were not makhmer on this, women were allowed to see the men, b'makum gedolam u'kedoshim, that the shuls in the, in the presence of gedolam and tzaddikim, kedoshim, used to build shuls where women could see the men, Beis HaMikdash was like that, and the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, and so on. He refutes, he, he rebuts the, the various arguments of the Shurashai. He says, what about this point, that there's a principle of makhmer uh, nichu liavose liizgadar, ein zeh dimyon klal. No such thing. He says, the only time we say is when you're challenging someone who you are a, you are a legitimate bar plukta. Rebbe, Rebbe Meir, he says that they were all tanam. They could disagree. Earlier tanam, later tanam could disagree with earlier tanam. They're all tanam. They all have the right to disagree. Same thing with Asen Yoshafat and Chizkiah. They were his ancestors, but they were all great tzaddikim. Malcha Yehuda, they can all, they all had the right to d- disagree with each other. However, he says, uh, and the question is, but how could they have done this? Even though you're allowed to disagree, but how can, how is it possible? That the answer is, If I'm right, what were they thinking? That's how it works sometimes. However, he says, when you're challenging earlier authorities, who you have, who you have no right to disagree with, when the Gemara all over asks on, on Amaraim from Tanaim, the answer is never, well, he was wrong. When you're challenging someone who, who you're not about plucked of, I've heard him discuss, why can't Amaram disagree with Tanaim? But whatever the reason is, that they, that they don't, they can't, the answer is never, So the Satmarav says, here also he says, when it comes to the women's section, he says, yeah, if, if even Amaram couldn't say, to Tanaim, he says, certainly us, Yasmi, Diasmi, how can we be cholek on Geonim, Kedoshim, Shabadoroshil, Fanenu, Halavayish and Niske, to understand what they say, to challenge the Minhag of Gedolim and Kedoshim, Chas v'shalom, he says, according to you, that works Lakula as well. Rebbe was matir Yarek against his ancestors. Are you going to tell me we can be matir things that the Rav Tavak was coming to Aser, to Aser women gazing at men. Are you going to tell me we can be matir things that our ancestors were machmeran, that Gedolim of Doris earlier were machmer? Chas v'shalom, he says, Chalila, Lahalas Aladas. So there's no Machmanichalilis Gadir when you're dealing with authorities who you have no right to, to challenge, even Lachomer. Rav Tavak. Rav Tabak may have held, he may have agreed to the general principle, but he may have held that we do have the right to disagree with earlier Akronim. There is no rule that we can't disagree with Akronim from a century earlier. We have the right to, if, if we think we're right, and we have riots from Adrashim and so on, many Akronim did. Many Akronim were famous for Marshal, Ramosha Feinstein in our generation, were willing to challenge Minhagim of, uh, of Doris earlier. I'll call upon him, everyone agrees there is a principle in the Gemara, Makmunikli Avosin Leiskader, that you can't always ask Akasha, that if you're right, if you're so smart, why didn't earlier Doris do this? That's not necessarily a, uh, a tiyufta. Sometimes that's how it works. That's how Hashem runs the world, Akronim say, that Hashem causes earlier Doris to have a different opinion, to not uh, to not get things exactly right, in order that later generations have the opportunity to make their mark and to... Uh, and to mechadesh something, so you can't automatically rule out the possibility of religious innovation, bein l'kula, bein l'chumra, because there is this principle of makumunichli avosai l'sgadr. Now, there is also a major opposing principle, the principle that we are not motzi laz al Like, you can't do things that will cause, that will cause laz, that will cause, you know, scandal, or that, that will cause the, the disparagement of earlier generations. The source for this, in a halachic context, the main source is a Gemara in Gittin. 
The Gemara is talking about the obligation of a shliach who brings a get to say b'fanei nechtav. He has to witness the ksiva and chasima and say b'fanei nechtav or b'fanei nechtam. So the Gemara says that uh, that Barhedya was going to be a shliach. He asked Rav Acha, who was in charge of Gittin, he asked him that uh, he asked him how much of it do I have to see, and he told him you have to witness the entire get, every letter. He came to Ravami and Ravasi, and they said lo tzrichas. You only need the first line, b'shita achas. You only have to watch the first line of the get. Maybe you want to say, doesn't cost extra, I'll be machmer. They told him, no, you cannot be machmer. It's also to be machmer. Why? Because if you're machmer, you are going to disparage earlier Gitin, where the Shluchim apparently didn't do that. So you cannot deviate from the Minog of the Rishonim, even Lachomra, because you're being Motzilaz, I'll get in the Rishonim. This is brought, the Rishonim apply this in certain other contexts, the Sefer Atruma. There's Machlokas Rishonim, whether, whether we write the get in Ksavashuris, in almost Ksavashuris, but certain things we, we don't do like in a Sefer Torah. There was Machlokas Rishonim, whether the letter should have Tagin, should have the Zainin, on top of the letters, like in a Sefer Torah, that we don't do. There's Machlokas Rishonim, but the Sefer Truma, we pass in that we don't write Tagin in a, in a get. Why not? So he brings two reasons. One of the reasons is, one of the reasons is it's, uh, the, the Sofrim are not, so the Sofrim are right Gitin, don't know how to do it properly. So you're going to make things worse. But the other reason, he says, the reason brought by many of the later postkim is that since the Minog was not to write Tagen, if you start writing Tagen, you'll be Motzi Laz al Mishayin Asuyin Kain. On the earlier Gitten that didn't have Tagen, if you start writing Tagen, you're going to be implying that the earlier Gitten are problematic, and you're not allowed to do that. Bishmuel brings this, that uh, it's a problem of being Motzi Laz al Gitten Harishon. Bishmuel adds, however, that's only something which is a Chumra Ba'alma. We don't really need the Tagen anyway. You might want to do them... You have to worry about lies. But something that you need in the Ikra Din, then you can't say that I'm not gonna, I'm gonna cut corners on the Ikra Din because of Otsalas Laz. This goes back to a Truma Sedeshen, the Get Pashut expands on this at some length. The Get Pashut explains that the basic rule is that of course we have, we have many Chumras, of course there are Chumras that, that we do things that are, that are, uh, of course there are certain things we do that, that are Chumras above there's lots of things we do that Rishonim didn't do. So when do, you, when do we apply this klal of, I can't innovate anything because of Otsalas Laz? When do we say that we are allowed to add Chumras? So he gives various rules. He says that when something is a real Shaila, then if we don't do it, it's a Laz on us. If we do do it, it's a Laz on the Rishonim. Then he says, if it's a choice between us and them, we have to do what's right. Why should there be Laz against us for not doing something that you might need? Better that we should do what we have to do, even if it results in laz on the Rishon. However, he says, something that if, something like the, the Tagin or Bafari Nachtav, if we don't do it, he says, there'll be only a, uh, minor laz, because everyone understands apparently these things are not Ma'akev. But if we do do it, it'll be a major laz on the Rishonim, because people will think that not doing it is Ma'akev. Then we, we sacrifice minor laz against us to avoid greater laz on the Rishonim. Similarly, he says, something that if we don't do, there'll be no laz at all. And if we, and if, and if we do it, we'll cause some laws against the Rishonim. We didn't do it again, since, since, there's no, since there's no cost to us, and there's some laws to the Rishonim, then we, then we don't do it. So the bottom line is, the Klal, he says, is we have to weigh the laws. If the, if not doing it is, is as much a laws for us as doing it would be a laws for the Rishonim, then we have to do it, and we're not choshish for the laws of Kamai. Other posts can phrase it, as Beishmuel did, that if it's something that you need in Ikra Din, you can't forego it because of laws. But something that doesn't really matter if we don't do it, at worst it'll be a last cotton for us, and if we don't do it, if we do do it, if we don't do it, it'll be a last cotton against us. 
if we do do it, there'll be a lot of Gadol against the Rishonim. In some cases, where the where the disparagement to the Rishonim is greater than the price we're going to pay for not doing it, that's where we say that we that we don't do it, that, that we don't do it to avoid laws al Rishonim. Al Kalpanim, we have this principle of the Gemara brought by all the Achronim, all the Poskim, that at least in some contexts we have no right to introduce new Chumras, even if we'd like to, ideally, because that would result in Hotzas laws al Rishonim. Poskim apply this principle of Shlola Hotzilaz in various other contexts outside of Gitin. And as we'll see, it also, they, they also struggle to reconcile this with the rule that Machmanichli of Osilis Gadr. When, when, when Chizkiah destroyed the Nechash and he, he wasn't worried about Laz and Asen Yoshafat and these other examples. So when do we say that Machmanichli of Osilis Gadr? When do we say don't innovate because you're casting aspersions on the Rishon? One of the earliest uh, sources in Rishonim already of extending the idea of Hotzas Laz outside the context of Gitin is in a Chuv of the Trumas Hadeshin. He says the minhag, there was a widespread minhag to make a lechi, the, the vertical poles of an Eruv, to make it uh, to make it out of Sid Machui, out of just plaster. They would have they would paint it onto a wall with Sid Machui, and it didn't have any substantial thickness. But Ovi Klum, some Rishonim said it has to be an etzba. So the Trumas Hadeshin says. This is the minhag, is to use Sid Machli, it's controversial, but the minhag is, he says, it was to use this type of lechi, even though it doesn't have ovi etzba. And he records that he heard one, about one of the gedolim, he says, that this gadol once came to a certain city, and he saw the lechis were, didn't have an etzba, and they were made out of, and he wanted to, to, uh, improve the lechis to, to be yotze ilchaladeyev, to make them an etzba, based on the Mordechai. The local authorities refused to let him, and they said, if you try to make better lechis, improve the lechis, you are casting aspersions on our Erev. You're going to say that all those in this city who use this Erev were Mechal Shabbos, Botzava, Therefore, you are not allowed to improve it because that is considered being Motzi Laz al Harishon. In the context of Mikvos, there are a number of the Gedolei Achronim who also invoke the notion of Otsas Laz, a Mikvanashim. People, there were certain cases where Postkim were unsatisfied, dissatisfied with the way the McFos, the existing McFos were constructed. They were contemplating improving them. And in certain cases, Postkim said, no, you should not improve them because that's a Hotzas Laz al Harishon. About 400 years ago in Poland, there were certain, there was, there was a widespread minhag to use certain type of wooden boards, wooden stairs, wooden boards on the floor of the mikveh. Women would stand on those boards. This is a serious problem. Midrabanan, Gzeres, Merchatzos, you're not supposed to have wooden boards in the mikveh in, in, in certain contexts. So the, the Gedolei Achronim of Poland, the Levush, the Maram Leblin, struggled, they, they discussed this minhag. The Levush, in particular, has an Arichus Gedola trying to bimiyashev, justify the minhag, he says. This was the minhag in, in Mikzef Kehilos. They make boards, he says, and ladders. In particular, he says, in Leblin, they had the problem was even more serious, he says. It's Mamish Gzeres Merchatzos, he says, even B'dyeva and Midrabanan, it shouldn't work, he says. Midrabanan, they were Machmer, even B'dyeva, the tefillah doesn't work. He says, I, I, I've thought about this a great deal. Many times I was agitated about this, he says, Da'agti. He says, Lomlani Libi Lifsalos, he says. To say the mikvah is possible, he says, even though I think that's what it should be, he says, I, I couldn't do that. Irve'em Yisrael, such a great city as Leblin, for many years they had the mikvahs like this, he says. There were, there were Gedolei Torah, there were tremendous Gedolei Torah here, he says. Kisos Lamishpat, Kisos Ligaone Olam. He remembers, he says, Rav Shachna, the great Gon Rav Shachna, the great Gon Marshal, Rabbi Nasa, and other Rabbanim Gedolim, he says, they all saw these mikvahs. Nobody objected, he says. How can I, how can I, the Lavush, say they're all wrong and the mikvah's bustle? 
Don't tell me he says he nichuli makom lisgaderbo. Chalila he says you can't say makom nichuli lisgader when there's no excuse when 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 there's no heter he says chas v'shalom he says it's the that's the Hotzas Laz. To say that they were all Bole Midas, he says that the, I have to worry about Hotzas Laz. I'm, I'm gonna say that the Mikvah was possible until I, the Lavush, fix it, he says. Chas Vashalom, that's a tremendous Hotzas Laz. So he doesn't really explain how to resolve the conflict between Asir Lahotzi Laz and Makhman Ikhali Lizgadra, but he says in a case like this, where I'm implying that everyone else was Bole Nida, could Midrabanan, could Mikvos, we're all possible, he says. Chas Vashalom. He can't say that, he says. Chalila, chalila, lahala salevadam davar kazeh. So he's myrech, he, he tries to miyashev the minna again, he says. So he's miyashev the minna. Then he says, Bazani Omer, that there, there, is, there is some room for the application of the principle of hinichuli rebose makum leskader. To, to pass the limit for totally, you can't do that. That would be hotzah's laws. But to recommend certain improvements for mitzvah menamuchar, he says, that would not involve hotzah's laws. To add, to add certain stones to the mikvah, that would improve it. And mitzvah the halacha, he says, he doesn't exactly explain why adding those stones is not Hotzah's Laz, but he says to outright passel the mikvah and say it has to be rebuilt entirely would be Hotzah's Laz, and we cannot say Makhmanikuli Lizgadar, but to make certain improvements you know, on the existing design, that would be considered Makhmanikuli Lizgadar, and that would not Chas Vashalom involve Hotzah's Laz. He doesn't fully explain the distinction. The Maram Leblin, also from the same period, someone asked him also about these mikvahs that had different types of wooden boards. So he says it's actually a real Shaila. He comes out that it's actually a Machlokas Rishonim. So he says, ideally a mikvah should not be constructed this way. He says, from when I came here to the city, he says, I really wanted to fix all the mikvos in such a way that they would be valid Lakuli Alma. He says, I really wanted to. However, I didn't, he says. Why? If I would have ordered the mikvos to be rebuilt, that would be he brings it to Masadeshin about Erevin, that to change an Erev would be Hotzah's lies, because you're implying that they were guilty of Hotzah and Shabbos, Kolshkein, Beni, and Kazev, Bole, Nida, and so on. Afal Bikain, he says, this much he will say, that if they're doing, uh, if they're refurbishing the mikvah anyway, if they're doing maintenance, and they're, they're anyway doing construction on the mikvah, or they're building new mikvahs, then I would say that we should build it in such a way that does not involve these halachic problems. He says, we should make it kosher l'kuli alma. That's not called being motzi lies, I'll why not? Rav Shlomo Kluger explains. He has a tshuva discussing hundreds of years later, but he has a tshuva discussing a similar shaila. He brings them around Leblin, which is brought by the Shach, that redoing the mikvah entirely is deliberately for this reason is hotzah laz, but making corrections when you're anyway doing maintenance or building a new mikvah, deciding to do it the right way, it doesn't involve hotzah laz. And he explains Kipshuto, he says, that anything with there's no reason for what you're doing, anyone who sees what you're doing realizes right away it's because there's a halachic issue, that's Hotzah's Laz. Someone, a shliach, who stays watching the sofer, right, the whole get, why are you doing that? There's no reason for that. Truche b'chti, why are you being terech? It must be, you hold it's halachically required. Oh, the Gitanari Shonim, I have laws about them. I don't really understand that so well. When, when you're watching a get, it's going to take the sofer 45 minutes. By the time you go home and come back, what are you going to do already? Very often you stay there and you, uh, you watch the whole get. You might be doing other things at the same time, but I'm not sure why he thinks it's so obvious that it's tircha b'chti, but that's what he says. If, he, if the shliach stays and watches the whole get, that is considered tircha b'chti, and it's obvious that he thinks it's a halachic issue, and that's what Tzohas lies. But when you build a mikvah, he says, if you would deliberately start construction, and the official reason would be because the mikvah needs halachic improvements, that's what Tzohas lies. 
But if you're anyway doing doing construction, you just replace the boards. Builders have different types of boards. Sometimes they use one type of board. Sometimes they use another type of board. Sometimes depends on their sources, what's available, and so on. Nobody realizes why you're doing it. Nobody realizes that they changed the boards for this reason. They were doing construction. They wound up replacing the boards. So nobody's really going to know. So that's the rule of the Maram Leblin. He says, if it's clear that what you're doing is motivated by halachic objections to the early practice, that's what Tzoas lies, and that you're not allowed to do. But if the... But if the, but if people can, won't realize, they can just say it's part of the normal construction, then, uh, then there's no issue about Tzoyas Laz, and then, kalakavod, why not improve it if you can? That's what the Maram Lublin means. He also adds, he says, Lule Pek Kadosh of the Maram Lublin, we could have suggested, he says, that there's no issue about Tzoyas Laz here, because Tzoyas Laz, he says, in the case of the Gemara, is, is dealing with a Daraisa. The Geth not, might not be written in Lishma. Since at least the Iker Hadvarim, that's a Shaila of a Daraisa, he says, then uh, people are going to say, if you don't watch the whole get, it might not be all Lishma, and that's a Shaila of a Daraisa. So Lamaisa, that is a, uh, that is a, a Laz Mamash, because at least under, the underlying din is a Shaila of a Daraisa. But here he says in Makvos, the whole issue is Gzeres Merchatzos, it's Gzeres of Chazal, that's not something which is an issue of a Daraisa at all, he says, and therefore maybe, if even according to the Laz, nobody is being suspected of doing anything that would violate a Daraisa, that would not be an issue at all. So at the Maram Leblin and the Labush were worried about Laz. Maybe the issue of Atzalas Laz doesn't apply. He heard the Get Pashat says that he says, Vinay However, he writes, in another tshuva, he changed his mind, apparently. He concluded that even on Absol Drabanan, there is an issue of Laz. In the Sefer Beis Hillel, he also discusses the question of Atzalas Laz as applied to Mikvos. He's discussing a different case a minug to construct a mikvah by water, rainwater that falls on a roof, and to make a mikvah out of that, he says, that's a big machlokas, there's a marik, who says that was the common minug, pasha the minuglasus cane, adrabi says, basil says, where, where I live, where I, from where I sit, he says, the minug is not to do that, nobody makes mikvahs, almost no one makes mikvahs out of water on a roof, he says, larisi bishumakum, nobody builds a mikvah like that, b'chol medinas Poland, and Lita. Even in Germany, he says, I never heard of anyone doing that, except in Hamburg, he says. In Hamburg, they build McVos by this rainwater on the roof. When I was in Hamburg, he says, when I was the Avbeistin and the Rashiva in Hamburg, he says, I investigated, I asked them, this is a dubious practice, I said. I said, where does this come from? They said there were certain Lomdim who came from Vilna in the year Tuf Tesvav, so that's, uh, that's 1655 or so. They, they came to Hamburg, and they made, they built a mikvah like this, so I really felt it wasn't an appropriate way to build a mikvah, he says, but I didn't protest. Why? Because th- th- this had been the, the method, of the, the mikvahs had been designed like this for many years. And I said that if I'm a vatal der minhag, it would be mozi laz, not just that they were over the avera bole nida, as the lavush and the maram said, but the children, the children are being born from bf's nida. That's a really serious laz. So I didn't want to get, an, I didn't want to do that, he says, so I didn't object. Also, the Marik says that it was kosher, even though the Ikra Dini fails, you shouldn't be Samech on that. Therefore, they had Yeshal Milismok, and there would be a tremendous Hotzalas Laz. So I, so I let them do, I let them do what they do, Kedayu, the Marik, to be Samech on him. However, he says, Chalila, Chalila, to do this Lechatchila, even if it's Dachuk, he says, Chas to be Samech on this Lechatchila. But when it's a question of Hotzalas Laz, I, I let them go, I didn't object. Various postkim discuss the, the question of being Motzi Laz, when it comes to things like machalas asuras, bugs in particular. Before bugs, as a tshuva in the Ranach, Rebilio ibn Chaim, centuries ago, he was asked about chalev. There were different minhagim, different shitas, and the postkim, about which parts of the animal are chalev. So he talks about, there was a certain city that had a minhag to be mekel, 
and the Rabbanim were mekel, but now they, the Rabbanim decided we want to be more machmer. We want to be choshish for the machmirim. We want to change the minog in our city to adopt a new stringency regarding a certain type of chelav, potential chelav. Is that an issue of being motzi laz al harishon? So we bring some of the early sources of Gittin and so on about, about this an Isser of adopting new chumras because of otzahas laz. And he says, doesn't apply. The Isser of otzahas laz is really only, he says, but varishus, the Gemara, Gittin the Kedushin, because if the get is possible, it's not just they didn't have era. They were, they, they were ashes ish. The Isser is, for all the Darus, the, the Darus were all, uh, Mamzerim. And, uh, the Pregumim, Mamzerim, Suffolk Mamzerim, Suffolk Psolacher, that's a real lies. That's an ongoing lie. That's a lie that extends to the, to people today. That's the kind of lies that the Gemara is worried about, that the early post were worried about. Bishari Surim, Machalos Asuros, like Chalef, he says, even if you're gonna say they used to eat this kind of thing and they were eating Chalef, since there's no lasting effect on later Duros, you don't have to worry about being Motsi Laz. The examples of mikvos we discussed might be consistent with that, as we saw in the Beisela, that, that you'd be motzi laz on the bunim. The Beisela was, was worried about, uh, the Beisela was worried about being motzi laz. Al bunim ubanash and all duat heina, fine. So mikvos, you can, even though the other Akram said the problem is bo'alemidos, we can understand that the laz is for the bunim as well. But we mentioned the Trumas Hadeshin, who said that an Eruv is a shaila of being motzi laz. Improving an Eruv is a problem of being motzi laz. So he certainly doesn't seem to hold like this Ranach. And the truth is, the later Akram on Myrach on this, is it true that the Motsi Laz, like the Ranach, is limited to questions where there's Pagam on the Vlados? Does it apply to other Isurim? Stechemet brings that many Akrarim objected to the Ranach. They said that many posts, it's clear from many of the early poskim that they did not limit being Motsi Laz to, to Inyanim of Erva and Ishus. The Sefer Pesach Advir says, Haroeb Sifran Shel Tzadikim. If you, if you just look at the Svarim, you'll see that, that Moti Laz is frequently applied to Yisurim that don't involve Pagam Ladaris, that they don't hold like the Ranach. However, the Sechemen goes on and says, there are other Akharim who do support the Ranach, who feel the Ranach is very plausible, that any time, like we saw in the Trumas Hadashim, they get Pashat. The other Trumas Hadashim, any time we add Chumras, we don't stop worrying about being Moti Laz. So there is a school of thought that does try to limit this to, uh, to Erva, as per the case, the cases in the Gemara. Sechemen brings from the Sefer Knesil Shem Shemayim, that he brings from various Akharim who did want to limit this to Erva. And he writes that Shleimim the Chain Rabbim, many, many distinguished Kedolim, said that Nakti Bechlala the Maran Haranach, they did hold like the Ranach, that this is limited to Erva and does not apply to things like Machalas Asuras. The truth is, however, there are, as we mentioned, there are Akram who disagree with the Ranach, in particular in the context of bugs. Various poskim did discuss the question of being Motzilaz, Bugs is a particular issue where later generations were often stricter about eating bugs. We find from the time of the Prichadash, several hundred years ago, the Akronim were Tavak Ekruchia, people were in Nisar, everyone was eating food, they were in Batumim, and many, Darachashulcha, and many Akronim for centuries acknowledged that the widespread Minag was to be lenient, and they increasingly, they tried, on the one hand, to find Limudes Chus, Bedochek, but they also encouraged stringency. In our generation as well, we have Postkim who have we have postkim who have been uh, encouraged everyone to be much more strict than previous Duras were, but we have pretty reliable Edus that earlier Duras were not as strict as we are today about bugs. So various postkim discuss whether there's an issue of being motzi laz if we try to be kaveya the halacha that you know, that we have to adopt certain stringencies with regard to bugs and food and water. Is there an issue of being motzi laz? This first came up, the first case I'm aware of, a couple of centuries ago. There's a tshuva of Rabbi Avram Laniado. It's in the Sefer base Dino Shoshlomo. He was the brother of the author. At that time in Turkey, there, in, in, in Svardik, in Svardik lands, there was a tremendous controversy about grape leaves. It's a popular food for Svardim. 
And apparently the grape leaves were, the Alei Hagfanim, were badly infested with bugs. And there was a tremendous machlokas among the Chachmei Asfardim, whether we have to ban them or require somehow a much stricter regime of decontamination, or whether there were limudes chos to eat the grape leaves as they were being eaten. There were a number of tshuvas written on the topic. So in this tshuva from, from Rav Laniado, he says, he, he, he was rebutting the tshuva of one of the Mekilim. The Mekil had said that, the minig was always to be lenient about this, shanim kadmonios, we can't be mavatal the minig, he says, the minig in kol Yisrael, Svardik Israel at least, b'chol mekomosh moshvaseim, eats the aleg fanim olam, forever as far as we know, shanim kadmonios, b'fnei geone olam, and then they ate the grape leaves in the presence of geone olam, asher kotnam avam imasneinu, ein potzepel mitzafzef, we have to justify the minig. So, Rav Laniado is not impressed. He says, the halacha is the halacha. We have to follow the halacha. There are bugs there. We have to be machmer, he says. He says, uh, ah, you're going to tell me that in front of the Gedole Olam, I concede that that was true, that the Gedole Olam, they weren't machmer, he said. He, so he doesn't just say that the that they weren't infested. He doesn't say this is a recent problem. He seems to concede that they were always infested. But he says that... He says, they didn't see, they didn't realize they were leaves. They didn't realize that there were bugs. He says, he says, lo ro avosein, avosein omeolam lo nishma. They didn't know about them. There was no renun. There, there was no talk of these bugs. Until, heir Hashem aseinenu. Hashem opened their eyes, enlightened their eyes. Megalzal tzchus zakai. So he says, what are you going to tell me that it's a minuk, he says. They didn't know. Had they seen the, the, the worms, he says, then, then they wouldn't have, uh, have allowed it, he says. Al davar nemar. So he says you cannot bring a riot from the earlier generations. Why? He seems to concede that, that if we knew that they were Mekil, we would have to justify the Minog. He doesn't bring her to us lies, but he seems to concede that we would have to defer to the Minog and try to justify the Minog. But we can say that they didn't know. Since they didn't know, that doesn't qualify as a Minog. And even and this is this falls into the category of the other category, the category of Chizkiah and Rebbe and Rebmeir. This is something that was left for us that, that they didn't realize that they didn't fully appreciate, they didn't appreciate, they didn't know, they didn't appreciate the problem. We, we understand it's a problem, so we have to be machmer. So on the one hand, he seems to agree in principle that if we, if there was a clear minhag, we would have to grapple with it. On the other hand, he says there's no minhag because they didn't know and therefore we apply the klal of makum inichuli lanuavasainulis gadrabo. In our generation, we have chuvos of two of the gedolia poskim of the last century, who both also, at least tentatively, invoke the, the notion of being motzi laz against the imposition of certain stringencies and bugs. Shlomo Zalman Orbach and Mincha Shlomo, he was discussing certain chumras about checking and cleaning in certain ways. So his chuv is very tentative, he goes back and forth, but, it, but one of his arguments for leniency against, he says, the imposition of strict stringency, he says, is, lo mistaver shirishonim kemalachim chas v'shalom He says, it, it's difficult to say that everyone else was nechshal. He said, people say these are new problems, that they were, they used to be cleaner, the vegetables, he says. He, he does not buy that. It's hard, he says, it's not really clear to me that this is, this is true, he says. People say, this is a new problem, he says, because of chemical fertilizers and so on, spraying, he says. So he doesn't think it's really such, a, it's not so clear that that's correct, this is a new problem. It's, you know, Libi Omerli basically says this is always a problem and we know the Rishonim weren't so strict, Rishonim Kemalachim. So he says we have to, uh, that's a strong argument for leniency. Again, he doesn't invoke the phrase being Motzi Laz, but he, but, but he, he, he makes the argument that 
a, a, a certain deference and respect to earlier generations is, is important here. We shouldn't just think that we know everything and if we think we have to be machmer, we have to be machmer because we have the serious precedent of earlier generations. For Moshe Feinstein, in Igris Moshe, Lehedya brings the principle of the, of the, of the camping Motsi Laz al Harishonim. He was talking about certain types of bugs, infestations of vegetables, he says. Whatever the exact case was, he says, Dati nota yoser lahakil. He's more inclined to be lenient, he says. He has certain, as far as why he can be lenient, he says, it's, if it's not, we can't really see it, it's not usher, it's not a barrier, he says, if it's so small that you can't even see it clearly with your eyes. Furthermore, he brings the Aruch HaSholchan, that Din Beria doesn't apply to things that are disgusting, Dvarim HaMausim, there's no Din Beria, so they can apply the Halachas of Bitzel. He has various studies to be lenient. And then he says, beyond the specific technical arguments for leniency, he says, I've told you, and I've told many people, he says, that Bechlal, an important, a very important rule in Halacha is, Yesh Chashivus Gedola Bahalacha Minakaolam. Minakaolam has great weight in Halacha. You're not allowed to be Motzi Laz and saying they were not Machpid Bedvar Meilu Mishum Shlo Yadu Mehem. Lomi Ba, you can't say they were Avaryanim, that they were, uh, they were Kalidat. He says, even to say they didn't know, even that's considered, uh, Hotzas Laz. So unlike Rabbi Laniado, who said that there's no raya from the Minha because they didn't know, Ramosha says, Osir Lahotzi Laz Aldaras Hakanmonim. That would be called Hotzas Laz, to say they weren't Machpid because they didn't know, that itself is Hotzas Laz, that you're smarter and you're more alert and you know better, he says. We're not talking about microscopes. Microscopes are not, don't create us. We're talking about things that they could have seen, but they didn't see. He says, that would be considered Hotzas Laz, similar to Shlomo Zalman, that we showed him Kemalachim, Chas Vashalom Shenichshelu Bazeh. Al-Kain Amarti says, or Moshe says, that Blilai and Hete Bedavar, he hasn't fully investigated, gotten to the bottom of the matter, he says. Kashuli Ka'es, he can't do that right now. But he says, E-Efshir Lachriel Lachumra, it's not possible to Lachriel Lachumra and to publicly announce, maybe you want to be Machmer personally, fine, he says, but to be, but to be, uh, Machria, that this is Osir, to be Ma, he says, he says, certainly, uh, certainly, he says, that would be Motzi Laz, Aldoris Akadmonim, Kolshkein, Shein Ritzoni, she has Kirushmi, certainly you want to, you want to enlist me on the Ostrom, he says, I'm certainly not gonna, I don't think you should do it, you certainly can't enlist my help, he says, because this is all Bechlal, Osir Lahotzi Laz, Alarishon. Now again, the Ranach said that the Isra Vatzas Laz is limited to, uh, Tinyone Erva, Tinyone family and Ishus. But many posts can disagree. And Ramosha apparently, whether he means to, Ramosha seems to be saying, whether he means the literal principle of Asir Lahotzi Laz or a general Hashkafic concern, Ramosha says that even in questions of Machalas Asuros, even in questions of bugs, you can't just be Motzi Laz and say everyone was wrong, everyone did Averis, and I know better, and I'm going to do it right. Again, Ramosha says you have to investigate further. If you investigate and you see that it's Asir, we go, we're back to the Get Pashit's principle, that if, that, 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 that if it's me or them, if, if the laws is on me or the laws is on them, you know, I come first and we come first. We have to do what we have to do. But in cases where the halacha is not so clear and there's makum lahakel or asfaris lahakel, even if it's not uh, ironclad, it's not open and shut, Ramosha seems, seems to follow the school that rejects the Renat and says that the principle of Asur lahoti laz applies even to machalos asuros, similar to what the Truma Sedeshin says, that, that it applies to Erevin, and the postkin that say it applies to any Isser, that's saying that you're more, you're frumer, and you know better than the, than the Darus HaKonmonim, and an additional Chiddush, or Moshe says, this is true, even if they didn't realize it. Even if we accept that the Isser Vatsas Laz applies to other Isurim, maybe that's only, maybe that's only if the Darus HaKonmonim 
realized and were makeable. They didn't know that you have Ravlaniados Rav far. They didn't know. So, so, so what's the power of that man? Moshe says, no, even to say they didn't know, I guess if they should have known, to say that they didn't know even that's it, the Asir Lahotzi Laz. So Moshe concludes that the Isra Otsas Laz, similar to Shlomo Zalman, Lo Mistavrish, Rishonim Kemalachim, Chas B'Shalom, Nechshulu Bazeh. The Beis Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org, or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.